A large sycamore tree projected out of a riverbank, ten feet above the water's edge. Zack and his father were perched on the outcropping. Zack fishing downstream, and his dad fishing upstream. Between them, leaning against the tree, was a loaded infield musket and a can of worms. Zack's father glanced back up the bank behind him. Son, we have a big copperhead crawling down over the top of the bank right toward us. Do you want him? Zack looked back quickly, picked up the gun, cocked the hammer, turned, instinctively aimed the rifle and fired before the stock reached his shoulder. The sound reverberated down the river valley, and the headless snake fell down the bank and hit Zack's father in the back, writhing violently. In his death throes, the large snake wrapped his body around Zack's father's waist, tightening its grip. The snake was trying to bite him reflexively, even though he had no means of doing so. Don't know why he's so mad at you, Zack said. You didn't do anything to him. You are faster with that rifle than most are with a pistol, his father said, laughing. Just doing what you taught me, Dad, Zack said as he pitched the snake into the water. Say, we're about out of worms, so I'll walk over to that barnyard we passed a while ago and look for some more. You stay here and fish. We need a few more to have a nice mess to eat tonight. Zack was fourteen years old. Every September, he and his father took a week to float a river in eastern Tennessee to fish, hunt a little, and live off the land. It always marked the end of the summer, and it was the highlight. When Zack was two, his father and mother moved from England to Manchester, Vermont, where his father set up a small gun shop. However, the community turned out to be too small to support the business, so they moved to Knoxville, Tennessee, where the business thrived. This year, they had decided to go down the Obed River, which was a little west of Knoxville, near the small town of Crossville. Zack was adding a nice bullhead to the stringer of fish when he heard the hoot of an owl. Then he heard the neigh of a horse and immediately looked up, scanning the woods behind him. He grabbed the musket and went up the bank looking for the horse. He was very comfortable in the woods by himself, because most summers he hunted every day. Just as he saw the swish of a sorrel's tail in front of him, he felt the cold steel of a rifle in the middle of his back. "'You trespassing on private property,' a boyish voice said. "'And you're fishing in my private hole. Who are you?' Zack was shocked that anybody could sneak up on him like that without a sound. He turned around and saw a thin, freckle-faced boy with an old flintlock rifle aimed menacingly at him. Zack Harkin, we're just floating down the river like we do every year at this time. We didn't know this was your private fishing hole. Who's we? said the boy. My father and I. He went looking for more worms just over yonder. The boy slowly lowered his rifle. You fishing with worms? Yes, and we've caught quite a few. 
You mean those little things on that stringer there? Zack picked up the mocking tone of the boy's voice. You know a better way. Sure do. Grubs. Grubs? Never heard of that. Where do you find them? Keep a whole box of them in the ground, just above where you were fishing. The boy studied Zack's face for a moment. Want to try them? Sure. We just need a couple more for tonight's supper. Looking at the size of those you've caught, you could catch a dozen more and you'd still starve to death. The boy gave out a hoot owl whistle, and the sorrel horse neighed and came right over to where they were standing. Say hello to Bonnie. Zack realized he had been outsmarted. When he had heard the first owl call, his attention had been drawn by the neigh of the horse, which allowed the boy to sneak up on him from behind. He was impressed. 